All right, we'll be back same time, same place <laughs> next week. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The new Home Affairs Secretary, Casper Choi, denies there's a rift between the government and the mostly pro-democratic district councils. The mainland reports its first double-digit rise in coronavirus infections in 10 days with 12 new local cases. And the Trump administration defends its handling of the pandemic after leaked comments from former President Barack Obama described it as a total disaster. The new Home Affairs Secretary, Casper Che, has denied there's a divide between the government and the mostly pro-democratic district councils, saying they're an important partner of the administration. Many council meetings have been marred by government officials pulling out because they complained topics on the agenda weren't appropriate. In the latest case, the government axed Wednesday's meeting of the Central and Western District Council, which wanted to discuss constitutional matters. In a radio interview, Mr. Che likened district councils to playgrounds where he said it was okay for members to have fun if they followed the rules. Speaking afterwards, Mr. Che, a member of the pro-Beijing DAB party, says he's looking forward to meeting the councillors. No matter which, I guess, political spectrum is the majority in the district council, a lot of livelihood issues, there aren't much of a difference between what they are concerned about. So whether or not we work together, well, togetherness, I can't work if they're not willing to also work together, right? I have received letters from the D.C. saying that they want to meet, and I, I am organizing such a meeting, and I look forward to really sitting down with them. Legal sector lawmaker Dennis Kwok has rallied support for the pro-democracy camp ahead of the upcoming LegCo elections, saying if they win more than 35 seats, they can defend the interests of Hong Kong people. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, the opposition lawmaker said he foresaw more legislative proposals that went against Hong Kong people's values and wishes, citing the ill-fated extradition bill the SAR government tried to push through last year and the authorities' attempt to enact national security laws in 2003. Mr. Kwok said pro-Beijing politicians feel they can ignore the voice of the Hong Kong people, so the opposition needs a simple majority in LegCo so it can veto bills people don't want. We must get the Hong Kong people to vote in the Legislative Council election in September so as to reclaim the power of veto for the Hong Kong people. For that, we need a simple majority, which is 35 seats or more in the geographical and functional constituencies combined. A simple majority in LegCo will not change the fact that the political system of Hong Kong is undemocratic, but it will allow us to veto government policies and legislative proposals that are against the interests of the Hong Kong people. The general election in September can bring about actual changes if the pro-democracy camp wins more than 35 seats. The Home Affairs Bureau says there will be measures to ensure distancing between people using government facilities that are set to reopen tomorrow. The Leisure and Cultural Department will start allowing the public to use its indoor sporting venues, including badminton courts, squash courts and table tennis rooms, as well as changing rooms and shower facilities. Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi says the government has devised new guidelines on the use of these facilities. It's likely that we're going to separate some shower facilities so they're not standing too close to each other. And of course the normal procedure to check the temperature and all that will be in place as well. The mainland has reported 14 new coronavirus cases, its first double-digit rise in 10 days. 12 were local infections, one in Hubei and 11 in the northeastern province of Jilin, prompting authorities to raise the threat level in one of Jilin's counties. Shulan, 
the name of the county, to high risk, just days after downgrading all regions in the country to low risk. Meanwhile, South Korea reported 34 additional cases and a spate of transmissions linked to club goers. Media reported that it was the first time in a month that South Korea reported over 30 cases. The Trump administration has defended its handling of the coronavirus outbreak after the previous president, Barack Obama, described it as a total disaster in leaked comments during a web call with former aides. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. Barack Obama doesn't mince his words in what was a private conference call with 3,000 former colleagues, members of the Obama Alumni Association. He says the Trump administration's response to COVID-19 was an absolute chaotic disaster with a mindset of what's in it for me and to heck with everybody else. Selfish, tribal and divided impulses had, he said, become part of American life and will be part of the battle during this year's election campaign. Without mentioning Mr Obama directly, the White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany said President Trump's coronavirus response had been unprecedented and saved American lives. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Britain has admitted it sent about 50,000 coronavirus test samples to the US to be processed. The government's been coming under scrutiny after struggling to meet testing targets. Here's the BBC's Andy Moore. For a seventh day running, the British government has failed to meet its target of carrying out 100,000 tests a day. That's been blamed on teething problems in setting up an entirely new testing network. On Thursday, the government said there had been issues at one particular lab but gave no details. Now the Department for Health and Social Care has confirmed that 50,000 samples were flown to America last week for analysis. It's not known when the results will be available, but it's understood they will be validated in the UK and then returned to patients as soon as possible. The Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, has been criticised for riding a jet ski on a lake as the National Congress announced three days of official mourning for victims of the pandemic. The BBC's Candice Piet reports. As flags were being flown at half-mast in Brasilia and as the country's COVID-19 death rate passed 10,000, President Bolsonaro chose to drive his jet ski on the lake behind the presidential palace. Talking to supporters having a barbecue in a boat, he again expressed his opposition to isolation measures because of their impact on the economy. On Friday, the governors of Rio and Sao Paulo resisted pressure from Mr Bolsonaro and said they would extend partial quarantine measures until the end of May. Brazil is suffering one of the fastest-growing outbreaks of the coronavirus in the world. Scientists in Britain are investigating whether hormones influence how a person responds to coronavirus. Men appear to be more at risk from COVID-19 than women, and a menopause specialist, Dr. Louise Newsom, believes there could be a link between higher levels of the female sex hormone oestrogen and less severe symptoms. Women have this ability to fight viruses a lot more efficiently. And the cells that fight infections actually have estrogen receptors on them. So this means they respond to estrogen and estrogen can actually reprogram these cells, make them more effective and also increase their number. The fiancé of the murdered Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi says Newcastle United Football Club and the English Premier League should consider ethical values, not just financial and political ones, before signing off a proposed deal to sell the club to a Saudi-backed consortium. The Premier League has said in response that a rigorous process is being followed. The BBC's Frank Gardner reports. The proposed deal to sell Newcastle United to an investment fund majority owned by Saudi Arabia is reported to be worth £300 million, the chairman of that fund is Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, 
the man suspected by Western intelligence agencies of involvement in the gruesome murder of one of his biggest critics, Jamal Khashoggi, a year and a half ago. Now his widow and fiancée, Khadija Jengis, has written to the Premier League, asking them not to go ahead with the sale, as she says it is an attempt to rescue the crown prince's tarnished reputation and would discredit English football. The U.S. electric car maker Tesla says it started the process of resuming operations at its assembly factory in California. The company has taken legal action against officials in Alameda County, alleging, alleging they don't have the power to keep the factory closed in line with coronavirus restrictions. Tesla's outspoken chief executive Elon Musk has been extremely critical of the stance taken by local officials, even threatening on Twitter to abandon production in California altogether. Tributes have been pouring in for Little Richard, the influential rock and roll musician who's died at the age of 87. Fellow 1950s rocker Jerry Lee Lewis described him as one of a kind. The guitarist Kelvin Holly, a longtime member of Little Richard's band, said he was a great soul. With his frantic piano playing, his whoops, flamboyant clothes and quiff, Little Richard ushered in a new form of music and the lifestyle that went with it. He was born into grinding poverty in the U.S. South and began his musical career playing in his local church. My grandfather was a preacher, Reverend Penniman. He died. I used to play for him every Sunday morning because he was take up collections about seven times. You know, just one more penny, mm -hmm. just one more quarter, and the more you give me, he'd steal one of the another one. So I used to play Tutti Frutti and Long Tall Sally while he'd be preaching. It's like Tutti Frutti and Good Golly Miss Molly won him legions of fans and influenced generations of musicians. Twin the news, our top stories once again. The new Home Affairs Secretary Casper Chai denies there's a rift between the government and the mostly pro-democratic district councils. The mainland reports its first double-digit rise in coronavirus infections in 10 days with 12 new local cases. And the Trump administration defends its handling of the pandemic after leaked comments from former President Barack Obama described it as a total disaster. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.